Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The following episode of Improv for Humans is sponsored by LegalZoom. They're helping keep this show free. If you go to LegalZoom.com and enter the code EARWOLF, You'll get a discount, and 100% of what you spend there comes directly back to the show. LegalZoom is the best place to help with your legal needs. They're not a law firm, but they provide self-help services at your direction. For more information on how to support this show and the rest of the Earwolf Podcast Network, go to Earwolf.com insider. Hey everybody, I'm Matt Besser. You're about to listen to the first episode of my new weekly podcast, Improv for Humans. If you like the show, please go to iTunes, rearwolf.com, and subscribe. And, you know, get the second episode and so on. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Improv for Humans. I'm the host, Matt Bester. This is a fully improvised show. We'll be doing long form improv based upon suggestions provided by you over Twitter. I have. Three of my best buddy improvisers, Sean Conroy, Chad Carter, Andrew Daly, all here to help me out. So what I did is I got, I went on Twitter at Matt Bester, asked for a suggestion. I got many. Here comes the first one. We're going to hear this word. One of us is going to tell a story, then we're going to do some improv based on that story. Your one-word suggestion from Twitter. It seems like a classic almost. Linoleum. Yeah, linoleum. linoleum. It feels classic, doesn't it? It's a funny word. Uh, Bert. Right? Of Sesame Street. Is I have no idea what you're so talking funny. about. You guys don't know. No, what, what are you talking about? about? I know Burton and Ernie. What does that do with yeah. linoleum? Everything. The song about the letter L. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bert and Ernie are singing a song about the letter L. Ernie sings a whole bunch of beautiful words that start with L, like laughter and a lollipop and things like that. And then Bert goes, I get it. And he joins in and all of his words are light bulb. And uh, and then he builds up to a big la, 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 linoleum. That's the big laugh. Because but I don't get why that's funny. Because Bert can't it's think so of anything lyrical yeah. and poetic and beautiful. He's just, yeah, he's very practical and very clinical. And there's light bulb. Yeah, linoleum. linoleum. Linoleum does not show up on the wedding like anniversary gift list. It's not paper gold. <laughs> That's linoleum. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it paper? So so yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, what do you give for paper? Like a paper airplane or stationary? <laughs> <laughs> Honey, yes. It's our anniversary. I remembered this year. I'm so proud of you. I remember this year. You've been I mean, using that calendar I got you. I know. It's time again. I wrote it down last year because you got a little upset. I was very angry. Perhaps I overreacted, but... It's behind my back, and here it is. <gasps> Look what it's wrapped in. 
Oh, it's it's the Sunday funnies. <laughs> yeah. You really didn't paper. Have to spend anything on that. It's paper. Yeah, yeah. It's our paper anniversary, sweetie. Okay. And can I can I open it? Sure, open it. Do whatever you want to with it. It's yours. Okay. Open it. Yeah, open it. I love you. Oh, it's a it's a ream of notebook paper. Yeah, I wrapped some notebook paper in a newspaper. I love you. Okay. This shows. I, I love you this too. This shows how much I love you. Your our love is a strong. As a ream of notebook paper wrapped in the Sunday funnies? Paper is really hard to tear through if you get enough of it. Like you've seen those contests with right, Strongman. Strong man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lou Ferrigno tearing the phone book in yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, uh, this isn't as thick as the phone book, but no. this would take a couple I have minutes to, say, to rip. Honey, I do love you, but I'm, I'm a little disappointed in the, uh, in the gift you got me. What? A ream of notebook paper isn't really... Surrounded... By the Sunday funnies, I understand. And who reads the funnies anymore? Who keeps the funnies around? Who even calls you, them the funnies? You did have to go out of your way to get those. Yeah. Yeah. Newspapers only, will only be Dagwood, very rare someday. Tagwood collectors and big fans of Hagar the Horrible actually read the funnies anymore. But I, I just think you're, you're taking the idea of the paper anniversary too literally. Well, you could have what gotten, else am I supposed to do? I don't know. You could have gotten the mayor A to make a ring? proclamation. You know? What? Yeah. You know I don't want to use your political connections. My connections with the mayor with our anniversary. I don't know. That was just a thought off the top of my head. I saw the mayor murder someone. <gasps> when I get when I get a favor from him, it's going to be something good, not some well. I think a, de- a declaration of love for you. Declaring today our day in town would have been nice. You know, that is. I think that's pretty shallow, sweetie. If I can say that on our anniversary, what, what did you get me? I don't want to. It's not a one-way street here. All right. Let me just get it out. I, I didn't know we were going to do this this early in the day. I thought we'd have a nice dinner later on and uh, exchange gifts over dinner, but you wanted to do it over coffee. So. I don't mind a little paper blue job, if you know what I'm saying. Well, that's not going to happen. Why not? Because I don't even know what a paper blow job is. You know what? Forget the paper part, because I don't either. That could that could lead to some paper cuts, which would be extremely painful. Yeah, let's just forget the paper part. Okay, well, here, here you go. It is a gift certificate on uh, paper on paper for a cruise through the fjords of Norway. That's somewhere. That's somewhere where you've always wanted to go. For us to go together. I know, but that was more of a year trip. I still not even, not even really sure what a fjord is. Is that like a, a it's canal? like a cliff with water underneath it? Okay, a cliff with water underneath it. Yeah, it's like water between cliffs. That's a fjord. Okay, honey, this is what I'm talking really about. This is paper. Me. It's on paper. Happy anniversary. I didn't wrap it. I love you, Matt. Thanks for uh, coming in and talking with me. Uh, I just wanted to, to say that. Uh, <clears throat> Obviously, you saw me murder that man, and uh, I'm real sorry you had to see that. Well, I got photos, too, or we wouldn't even be having this conversation. I'm aware of that. I'm aware of it. And, uh, I mean, it's almost three years ago now that that occurred. Mm-hmm. And, uh, That's when 
big IOU. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I just want to ask you, man to man. I mean, this has been hanging over my head like a cloud all this time, knowing that you you've got this this un- very unfortunate murder on me and the photo. So the guilt of murdering hasn't been hanging over your head, just no, that I have no. Somebody. I mean, he had it coming. I mean, that guy was a real bastard. He, he had to be murdered. Had to be taken care of. For heaven's sake. I mean, he was bilking the city out of uh, almost uh, $2,200 a year and excess fees and things You're not like going to sell me on this murder being okay. Uh, but what, what what's your point? What's your point? Taxpayer money. What I'm saying is whatever. You've been saying that you've, you've got this over me all this time. I want you to get to it. Just get out of me what you want to get out of me. I mean, it just it drives me crazy. Every time I see you, I think, when is he going to ask me for something? All Let's right, look. It. My wife... She's been on my ass. I, I screwed up on this whole paper anniversary thing. Oh, uh, you didn't get her. You didn't just get her paper. Yeah. What? I mean, that's the. That's what's implied. Oh, come on. What would you've gotten? Well, you do something fun like you 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 give her a, a a ream of paper, but then when she opens it up, there's a diamond pendant in there from Ben what? Bridge, your personal jeweler, Ben Bridge. Then what do you? Then what do you do on the diamond anniversary? Well, then you get left her, over? You get her a bigger diamond or a house or a car or a jungle cat. Okay, well, I didn't do that. A jungle cat? Okay, I didn't do that. Yeah. I don't have that kind of money to be buying diamonds. My wife Oh, is that what this is about? Here to... we go. The money for a diamond. No, 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 no. Much Mr. simpler. Mr. Mayor, I'm sorry to interrupt, but we have the budget figures, and it turns out that the city is $143 short. <laughs> Whose fault is that? God damn it. I don't know. Get over here. Get over here. Ow. Go, go, go. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> Just, now you owe me another one. I took pictures of that. You son of a bitch. These cameras. Everybody's you've... got a camera in their pocket these well, days. it's part of the phone. I get it. My wife wants to have a street named after her. What? She wanted a holiday. I thought that was a little crazy, so... I'm just that asking. is going overboard. There's only yeah. 365 days in the year. Right. Can't devote a whole one to your wife. But the there's more after? streets than that. Just some main street. A main street? Just replace one of the numbers. Like, who's going to care if there's no longer a sixth street? You know? Um, I think people would care about that. If, it, if we just went from Avery Ann. That's her name? Winilla Cuddy is her last name. Her maiden name. So it needs to be what? Winillacuddy Street? No, Avery Ann Winillacuddy Street. Have you seen the signs? We don't have that much room. Just make the letters smaller. Come on, let work with me here. Mr. Mayor? Yes! I've uh, I've noticed that you've uh, been renaming some streets for some friends lately, and I was wondering if I could get in on this action. Well, I don't know about that. It's uh, not something we like to do very often. It's confusing. It costs money to change the signs. Well, I would love to rename 3rd Avenue. I live on 3rd Avenue. My Uh business is on 3rd Avenue. Yeah. And and, uh, I think uh, Jason 11th would be a great name for it. Why? See, I've got a problem. Rename 3rd Avenue 11th Avenue. Wait a minute. I'm Jason 11th. I run 11th Cleaners. Well, you I, heard my commercials, 11th and 3rd. I know, and and I, I've always wondered, why do you call it that if it's on 3rd? Because, you know, I my got... My parents were hippies. I understand. No, I don't understand. What does that have to do with it? They chose the name 11th. 
Oh, that's your last name? Yes, sir. Oh, I see. I've always wondered that. Because, you know, for a while I was looking for your business over on 11th. You that must, happens a lot. You must hear that all the time. The rent over there is crazy. Uh-huh. So I uh, set up shop on 3rd. You know, the, the top hat cleaner over there on 11th has got to be getting a lot of your business. They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I'd love to fix this. Okay, how can we fix it? By naming 3rd Avenue 11th Avenue. But you see, it's right there between 2nd and 4th Avenues. If we go 2nd to 11th and then to 4th, I think we're violating a social contract with our citizens. It's a very lack of uh, progressive thought on your part. Mr. Mayor, excuse me, I'm sorry. Hold on, just hold that thought. The, yes. uh, the mayor of the next town over sent you this rare albino Siberian tiger. Oh, that's very nice. Yes, it's out here in a box. Oh, lovely. He knows that it's my uh, the fifth anniversary of my first inauguration as mayor. And I received a jungle cat. Your one-word suggestion from Twitter. Digging. When I was a kid, I used to collect baseball cards. And my brother did, too. And one time, I tried to con my brother. He had gotten some great baseball cards for Christmas or something, and I wanted them in my collection. <laughs> so I told him that baseball cards were worth more the older that they looked. So to make your to age your baseball cards, you should put them in a hole outside and let them get weathered. <laughs> like so, buried treasure. Right. He's older or younger than you. He's younger. <laughs> Would it be a more sad story if he's older? <laughs> so I took him down by the river with his favorite rabbit. <laughs> no. So we, we dug a hole in the backyard and we buried his baseball cards in there. And of course I went and got him. It's like some old giant fable. Uh... <laughs> So, uh, and I think the end of it, uh, Vega, how it ended, but I think it, I convinced him that the rain had disintegrated the, the cards away. <laughs> so that's how I pulled off the heist. Mr. Curator? Yep. Uh, thank you. First of all, thank you. Uh, I'm not very high up in the museum, so I appreciate the opportunity to pitch an exhibition. It's, uh, it's a great honor. Oh, of course. Absolutely. I'm sorry we haven't had you do it sooner. Uh, well, uh, you know, we've had the Van Goghs for a while. Oh, yes. Well, they're very, very popular. And I'm thinking to make them more accessible, make them seem less like crazy high art that the average person get, I would uh -huh. love to do Van Gogh in my van. Oh, I like the title. I mean, it's fun. That it, it, it inspires uh, questions and wonder. What is the, What does that mean? Van Gogh in my van. How does it work? I take all the Van Goghs. Yeah. And I put them in my van. Mm-hmm. And then uh, where? Then that's you. Let me go, and I just go and show them to people, and is that's it, like a, it. A traveling exhibition? Is that yeah, the yeah, idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Ha. Huh. Well, why in a? I mean, I like. The, I do. I do like the idea of getting some of the paintings out there under the right circumstances. I was. I was going to say car. Yeah. Uh, but there are too many paintings to fit in my car, and uh, uh -huh. that way I can just jam all the Van Goghs in my van and take off. It, where would you go? Well, at, at, at that point, the world would be my oyster. I mean, I would be a man. And the idea is to show the paintings to people in various different... Yeah, show them to various different interested parties. I see. Hey, ah. curator, it's, I'm sorry what happened with that whole... Van Gogh 
in my van. Scam. You know, it was just one of those things where I thought uh, I I didn't understand what he was talking, but he was talking about it. Seems like just taking those paintings. You know, I, I've come up with an idea on how we can maybe raise some money to replace the Van Goghs oh. that were stolen. Practically priceless, but yes. Um, well, you know, we can bring more money to the museum if we can get more people in here, I think. And I was thinking yes. with the Picasso exhibit, what we could do is what I would call the Picasso exhibit. What we'll do is we'll take the Picassos mm. to my bakery and I'll bake them all to their own pies. Not into a big pie, but each painting will get its own pie. And then people who... Everyone loves pie. You like pie, right? Certain pies, yeah. Apple? No. Cherry? Not not so much. Really? Peach cobbler? No, I don't like that. Really? No pie? Which pie do you like? I like pumpkin pie. Really? Okay. No. It's a seasonal pie, but we make it at my bakery. Okay. See, everybody has their pie. Mm-hmm. Not everybody likes art. Everybody likes pie. So they come for the pie... Yeah. They stay for the Picasso. You know, I've been criticized over the years for uh, not thinking outside the box with art and not making art more accessible. That's part of the reason That's that the I, problem. I went it's along It's always with up a on a wall. It's yeah. always up on some boring wall under a light. Believe me, I, I've, I've received those criticisms. I've heard them. I've tried to adjust. And part of the result was a whole bunch of Van Gogh paintings go, going disappeared in, in a van. Uh, so, yeah, yours are going to come back in the pies. Curator? Yes. I just got back from 5th's Bakery on 4th on 3rd. Ye- yes. It's and called 5th's Bakery on 4th? And it's on 3rd. I see. And uh, I actually had a uh, a delicious chocolate cream pie with Picasso's Guernica inside. I like a chocolate cream pie. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's... You know, I got to thinking while I was there, do you have a name? I beg your pardon? Just we all call you curator all the time, and no one seems to know your name. I I I, appre- I, I prefer that level of detachment from my underlings. It just seems odd. No, I, I go by curator. It would be nice, or if sometimes Mr. Could... Curator. Mm-hmm. Uh, curator, curator. <laughs> yes, yes. I won't, Why can't I call you daddy like the other children? Well, call their. Fathers. I know. I, I realize they do. And believe me, I've been criticized for this over the years for uh, having too much of a level of uh, detachment from my children. But I really appreciate that we keep the power dynamic clear. And I, you know, I'm but a isn't curator. that dynamic between a child and a father already there? Uh, Just by calling you daddy, that dynamic would be implied? Not necessarily, because it doesn't really take any special skills or training to be a father. Doesn't it? No, I'm afraid it really doesn't. I don't know if you have all of them. (laughs) Anybody can just be a father. Uh, But, uh, you know, I I have achieved the same. You curate us more than you love us. Well, now let's put on uh, those knickers I got you and get out there on the front lawn, because people are due by uh, at around noon. Just a display to you. Well, let's get out there. I've got a... And listen, you need to hold the sign that explains yourself. Last time you didn't do that. That credits you? Well, it does credit me. making me? Absolutely. I'm the artist, aren't I? I'm the artist and the curator. And it, I think it's important to sort of put you in context. People can't just look at you. I think there has to be some... Uh, Seems like I should call you artist, then, since you created me instead of curator. Well, but again, anyone can be an artist, really. It's not that special of a distinction. I wow. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I won't have my job as curator very much longer. I've lost uh, an enormous amount of priceless art. <laughs> <laughs>
Your one-word suggestion from Twitter. Eurythmic? The word, is there a word outside of the 80s band that <laughs> is eurythmic? I think that's just referencing that, right? Eurythmic. Yeah. Yeah. It's about a very limited-use adjective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you this. I just saw um, Hall & Oates in concert. <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought it would be fun. I just saw the encore, and they played. Why wouldn't it be fun? Minutes. Was it not fun? Exactly. Why wouldn't it be fun? It wasn't fun? No. Really? I, the reason it's not fun is that those songs are not very good, and they're they're uh, super boring. And those guys, like, they didn't come into the concert <laughs> <laughs> thinking, let's make a fun night. We, I know we're nostalgic. They're not, they're not being ironic about yeah, themselves. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> they're not being at least just a little bit ironic about the fact that these are old, uh-huh. dumb songs that people are only listening to out of nostalgia. So They have make it a many show. hits, though. They have they a probably lot like of hits. 30 hits. I just showed up in time for the encores, and it was four big hits. You just showed up for the encores? Yeah. That's right. How did that happen? Because it was at the Bumbershoot Festival. They were headlining oh, the Bumbershoot Festival. Oh, you're going there free. So I, Yeah, exactly. I had a pass to like check it out or not, and by the time I thought of doing it, it was late. Encores of a group that only plays hits must be some super huge hits. Kiss is on my list. Family Man? No. Private Eyes? Yes. Private Eyes is huge. <laughs> that is a horrible song. It's so stupid. Private Eyes. Watching you. Yeah, horrible. Watching and I was there you. with a woman who I went to high school with who years ago... Does Carrie know about this? Yeah. <laughs> this is how he's telling her. Years ago, this friend of mine named Amy had a friend who was dating Daryl Hall. And because <laughs> of that, got to go to a rehearsal studio where Hall and Oates were rehearsing. So this is the 90s. and Which they were already kind of on their way out by then, right? Yeah, I don't know what they were rehearsing yeah. for. <laughs> <laughs> last concert. So she met Oates, and then her friend tells her a few days later, Hey, uh, John Oates kind of took a shine to you. And <laughs> she was like, she was grossed out. And then a little while later, this friend gave her a pick that John Oates had told, said, Go give your friend Amy this pick. And it said, uh, John Oates, like in Boston Gold on this pick. And she was just grossed out, like, you know, didn't do anything about it and forgot all about it. So we're at, I'm watching the concert with her. John Oates is up there taking himself real seriously. By the way, never, he just plays rhythm guitar. He's taking a shine to himself at this and, point. Yeah. He occasionally sings. He doesn't play lead guitar. He doesn't seem to be bringing a lot to the party. But he threw, at every possible opportunity, he threw a pick into the audience. That said John Oates on it? I assume so. <laughs> so she was like... I don't know. I'm a little insulted. Those are good. <laughs> she was retroactively, <laughs> retroactively insulted from insulted. 20 years ago. But she got a gold one. No, it was a white pick with just like gold lettering on it. <laughs> you know, it wasn't expensive or anything. It was just a plastic pick. Yeah, it was a just picture a picture in the sweet gold pick. No, no, it just had like the gold lettering, John Oates, and those. I mean, he throws out a million of them during the encores alone. Hey, I got some good news, Cecilia. What is it? You know, when we were over at the KC and the Sunshine Band rehearsal yesterday? Oh, yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm not going to tell you, because I swear I wouldn't, but either KC or the Sunshine Band is totally into you. I'm not going to tell you which. I said I wouldn't, but either Casey. Well, one of those propositions is very threatening. To have a Casey dr- isn't that bad. 
Well, Casey isn't that bad, but to have the idea of a group of people saying we're into you, it's the Sunshine of, Band. It's frightening. That's yeah, a lot of people. This, there's like seven guys in the band, but yeah, that's it's too the many Sunshine guys. Band. That's too many guys to comfortably express an interest in a young lady. You are looking at this so glass half empty. I mean, the Sunshine Band. How can that be negative? It's not like it's the Gloomy Cloud Band. No, their music is very happy. It's not an artistic judgment. It's just a quantity judgment. It's I'm not interested in dating seven people. Okay, let's say it is the Sunshine Band. It's not Casey for a second. Are oh. you telling me I should go back to the Sunshine Band and say that you're not even interested in one date with over, over at their place? One date with the entire Sunshine Band? Yeah. No, I'm not interested. Really? They should have some sort of process amongst themselves... To figure out the candidate or the, the top pick. How about half of the Sunshine Band for the first date? And if that goes well, the rest of the Sunshine people? Band, well, three or four, I'm not crazy. Okay. Three or four of the Sunshine Band you go out with. If it's a great evening, then the next date, it's the rest of the Sunshine Band. I'm. It just doesn't enter into my expectations. Like... You I would are, go, you're always how, complaining about when am I going to find a date and I find seven dates for you and you are nothing but complaints. It's all at once. It's like uh, like the other day we're hungry. It's like, let's go get lunch. If you'd brought me seven lunches. That wouldn't have been a problem. You'd just eat three of them. See if you like them and maybe eat, eat all seven. Lunches. I would eat one lunch. Three lunches is too much. Seven dates at once. It's like it's a farce. It's like, how can you go wrong is what it's like. They're bound to be someone in there that you have something it's compatible little... with. Sunshine Band. Yep, what's up? Thank you for meeting me out here on the veranda. I wanted to talk to all of you about something. Sunshine yeah. Band, unite! What's that? Look, I am sick and tired of all of us competing for the same tale. What do you mean? We're the Sunshine Band. One for all and all for one. We're never apart. But it just seems to me that we should make a decision once in a while when a, when a young skirt shows up to rehearsal that maybe one of us will ask her out rather than always being a collective like this. No way. That's a recipe for disaster. Disaster. Why do you say so? It, it divides the band. Look, we gotta do Look. everything together. Yeah. <laughs> Look See, what you, happened to the Beatles if John had shared Yoko with the rest of the group. I don't think the rest of the group wanted any part of that. Oh, yes, they did. They were just jealous. Disagree. Yeah, there should have been seven Yokos. I hear what he's saying. Yeah. Yep. I'm saying that once we're outside the rehearsal studio, it's okay for us to go our separate ways. Maybe we just need to date another band, like, for instance, the Plastic Ono Band. Oh, God. Just give it a I try. I just don't want to give up on our dream of, as a band, meeting a nice girl, falling in love, and settling down. That is your dream. That's not my dream. I'd like to have my own individual identity, my own individual relationship. Sounds like you're trying to be KC. And that's not cool. And we well, promised KC we'd tell him if this kind of talk ever came we'll up. We'll tell KC if you're thinking of oh, breaking don't. out of the Sunshine don't. Band. I'm not trying to Wait say... Wait a minute. I've also noticed you've... Broken the rotation for setting shotgun in the Sunshine Band van. 
Guys, look what I found in the back of the sunshine van. What is it? What the fuck is Big that? Big stack of Van Goghs. What the fuck? In the sunshine van van? Yeah. Where well, all these Van Goghs come from? We could fucking could sell these, make a lot of money where we won't, don't need KC anymore. Just be the sunshine band. Forget me right. and his his fucking and all the time. But how are we going to survive as just a backup horn section with no lead? Because we got all this Van Gogh money. Well, I understand that. I'd be happy to take that money. Yeah. All we'll do is we'll, we'll drive around. We'll charge people five bucks to look at the Van Goghs. Oh. Van Gogh and the Go. Brought to you by the Sunshine Band. Can't fail. So uh, let me understand the act here. You, uh... I book you into uh, a hall. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. let's say like a 5,000 seat uh, theater, 10,000, 15,000. Uh, Keep going. We okay. bring the van on stage. You bring the van on stage, okay. And you got all your instruments, you guys. This is the Sunshine Band. The rhythm section is tight. It's in just a tight groove the whole time. Bring up the audience one by one. Charge two, them five two bucks. Two trombones, a sax, yeah. a clarinet. <laughs> Sounds good. Two tambourines. Two, you got two people on tambourine or one guy on two and tambourines? And one triangle. And a triangle? Yeah. That's the Sunshine Band? Yes. Yep. KC is carrying a lot of the burden. I had no idea. Easy. What? <laughs> You're talking to the Sunshine Band, man. I'm sorry, but you didn't say anything about drums or a bass or any guitars at all, let alone keyboards. Uh, KC's doing all that. <laughs> That's all KC. That's, That's all, all KC. KC? Yep. All right. I got a lot, of, a lot more respect for KC, I got to tell you. Your one-word suggestion from Twitter. Uh, hubris. Uh, well, hubris obviously is a is a Greek word, and uh, from the Greek uh, hubris. hubris yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, and I actually studied uh, Greek when I was in high school. I studied ancient Greek starting my freshman year of high school, and as you can imagine, that was not the most popular subject it wasn't something that people were thrilled about so by my senior year of high school i was the only student in my greek class it was just myself and the jesuit who taught the class his name was father birmingham um so i completely cheated my way through greek senior year he would leave when he gave me tests he would say like translate this passage from herodotus or whatever and then he would just leave me there, and I would whip out the English translation of the book and just, you know. But um, he was an interesting guy because Father Birmingham uh, was in the movie The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. He played the president of Georgetown University in The Exorcist. And the reason for that is because he was a technical consultant on The Exorcist. And I believe that that was because he was an exorcist. Really? Yeah. Did he ever talk about that with no. you? You're you're not allowed to you know if you're the exorcist, mm. you because every supposedly every Jesuit community has an exorcist that lives there, mm -hmm. and it's the person who is the least susceptible to demonic possession. Yeah, or not not demonic possession, but like being manipulated by Satan. So the most the oh most, yeah, completely different things. <laughs> the most <laughs> the most good person, the most uh, uh, the person who's led the the sort of best life or just fuck the least kids is what you're you're beating around the bush <laughs> i am beating around the bush but that's basically it yeah 
Um, and so that was all rumor, but I, I actually think that was true, that he was probably the exorcist, and that's why they had him as the consultant. But it sounds movie. like when he left the room and left you alone to take your own test, he was being manipulated by the <laughs> devil. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I was. Uh, I'm sorry. Is, is the father around? You're looking for the, for Father Birmingham? Are you Father Birmingham? I am he. I heard a rumor. Mm. Are you an exorcist? Oh, well, <laughs> where did you hear that? <laughs> I've been having some problems with my son. Mm. And frankly, I think he's possessed by a demon. I've been asking around, and your name has come up a few times as well, someone who could help me. I'm not supposed to discuss um, things like that unless we, there is a case of a, of a suspected demonic possession. Then I... I'm almost positive. Mm-hmm. What are the uh, what are the signs that you're seeing? Well, last weekend, for instance, uh, it was a Friday. Mm-hmm. He's he's 16. He's in high school. Okay, Dad, I'm not going to be home by midnight. All right. You better be home by midnight. That's ridiculous that you're giving me a curfew. I'm 16 years old. I can stay out as late as I want. So I told him yeah. midnight. He didn't get home. Till twelve forty-five, twelve fifty, almost almost one a.m. Mm-hmm. And was he able to burn anything down just by looking at it? What? Oh, I, th- I thought that's where the story was going. No, but oh, I'm pretty sure he got into my vodka mm. and replaced some of it with water. Do you know what I'm saying? Stole some alcohol. Yeah, he didn't take the whole bottle, but I think he took about a quarter of the bottle and replaced it with water. That's all I guess, but it just it taste it's been tasting has I feel he, like I'm being manipulated. Has he been uh, speaking in any ancient languages that he would not know? You mean cursing? Yes. He said I heard him say Hasta la vista, Dad. I'll be back tomorrow. What did you just say? Hasta la vista. What kind of language is that, son? What kind of language in my house is that? Gay? Did you just say gay? Gay? And he kept saying, gay, gay, with this questioning look on his face. Was it hasta la vista? Is that the word you're searching for? That he said? I will strike a priest if you were saying that to me. What in the world? Why would you strike me? I guess we're just speaking about what other people say. Yes, I believe those are the curses he said. Does your son, uh, what language does he study in school? Does he take Spanish? Yes, he takes Spanish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's I'm not sure what uh, this has to do with anything. That's not one of the sort of ancient languages I was talking about. Um, Me neither. Y- uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I understand. I think he was just cursing, and I, mm. that could m- only be a devil because I don't curse, so I don't know where he would have learned that except for yeah. the dark world. I see. Well, you know, I don't know that this is necessarily a case of demonic possession. Once we feel that we have one of those... So you're not really an exorcist. You don't really feel the Lord can help you in this way. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that if we proclaim something to be a possession, it sets into a, a into effect a chain of... Up. This is he's definitely possessed. Mm, perhaps he, by... I caught by, him watching... I didn't want to bring this up. Uh, uh-huh. But if it's a if it's stronger evidence than we've heard so far, then please do mention it because he was watching woman on woman videos, a pornography. Oh yeah, that's awesome! Look at that. Oh, how what? Are, what are you looking, Dad, at? Dad? What are you doing in here? What are you looking this at? This is my room. You can't come in here. 
You tell me right now what this is this on is, the video screen. It's called Dykes on Dykes. What it's, on what? It's from Holland. It was some kind of Holland. Mm. Dykes on Dykes? Is that yes. the word you're searching for? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mm. will strike you, Father, if you keep Why? this. Don't, please, stop threatening to strike me. Speaking Spanish to me. That's not Spanish. Well, I don't know the difference between Spanish and cursing, but it was some kind of dyke on mm -hmm. dyke mm -hmm. pornography. The only thing that I can recommend in this case, uh, before we really bring the whole weight of the church down to bear on uh, on your son... Cutting off his head and filling it with holy wafers? No, I wasn't going to say that. No, I was going to say... Drowning him in holy water? I wasn't... No, I wasn't going to say that. I think that would be counterproductive. Uh... You might just want to tie him to the bed and okay, uh, now we're talking. put a cross on his chest and see if it burns him. And if it doesn't, then let him, you know, just let him be a teen. That would be my advice. Who is it? It's your father's who it is. Oh, really? Yeah. Open the door. Okay, fine. Here. What's up, Dad? I got a big cross for you. Oh, God. Ow. Ow. Dad, look. Tying your arms down. Oh. Ow, ow. Resistance is futile. What the hell? And now the cross. Oh, that is freezing cold, Dad. Nope, that's different. If it's cold, that's very different because it's, uh, you know, just a metal object that's probably a lot colder than his body temperature, which we know to be in the uh, high 90s. It sounds like some demonic lie to me. I think it was an obvious lie. Oh. Isn't that exactly what the demons do? They lie? It's their first instinct? Ah, uh, I suppose so, but yeah, you didn't see any burn scar in the shape of a cross after you took the cross away. Seems like you're trying to protect something that you might be in legion with. Ah, uh, really? I I promise you, I was chosen because I'm coming I'm at you with a cross. <laughs> Hold you down, resistance! Oh my God! I knew it! I'm sorry to expose myself. I feel awkward. Father Birmingham, we have had a good run together. Oh, I, I understand. Are you leaving my body now? Yes, I must. Your chest was touched by the cross. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. Well, bring the demon inside that boy with you, will you please? Have some decency. It is the tiniest demon inside that boy. <laughs> there are no smaller demons. Take him. Take him anyway. What difference does it make to you? I will take all of my brethren. I will take... Demon, tell me this. You also have a demon inside your labradoodle. What? That is why he is terrible with leash. Answer me this, oh demon. What does Asta la vista mean? It is Terminator for see you later. <laughs> oh, Terminator language. I knew it. Am I supposed to leave the boy's body now? Yes, our time here is done. But I was having very much fun. It was like being at an amusement park. Tiny demon, we need to train you in the ways of evil. While I was in Father Birmingham, I accomplished great evil things. I, I would often make the boy forget to, to tie his shoelaces. I have taken over a million souls to the underworld through this vessel. Yes. Mainly through dirty movies and things. Sometimes we would go to the pizza parlor and unscrew the top 
and the Parmesan cheese and leave it very loose. So the next person who goes to put Parmesan cheese on a slice of pizza gets a big stack of Parmesan cheese. Little demon, I'm sorry to do this here in front of people. Really should be doing this back uh, back in hell in my office, Ooh. but uh, it's not working out. What? It's not working out. Are you firing me from the ranks of demonhood? Yeah, you've been in uh, three bodies so far, and uh, the most depraved thing you've come up with is uh, hitting all the elevator buttons, which is... Uh, <laughs> it's prank level. It's not really demon level. So what made you decide to get into museum curating? Well... It was sort of a last resort. What happened to you this week? I did have an interesting Facebook thing happen where this guy, when I was in college, this guy I knew was with this, uh, he had just started a relationship with this girl who dated a lot of guys. <laughs> and he was out of her she was out of his league I think uh, but he was really excited about the relationship and he was like he really thought this was this was a big thing and I was you know, I, I had to listen to him because he and I went to Chicago for spring break together and so on this whole long train ride from upstate New York to Chicago I had to listen to him talk about how excited he was about this relationship and I'm thinking it's not going to work out because she's kind of easy and <laughs> And, no, that's a terrible thing. But she You're had so dated cynical. a lot of guys. I was like, this is not going to work out. Come on. And so we spent a week separately in Chicago. And then at the end of the week, we're coming back. But a huge blizzard was going to hit upstate New York. And I was like, let's not go back. Let's just hang out in Chicago for another couple of days. Because it sounds like this is like an epic blizzard. And he goes, no, I have to get back. Because this girl that he had just started dating... I had spent that week hanging out with another guy and kept telling him on the phone, like, well, we're hanging out together, you're not here. It's like, i got to get back. So we took the train back to Syracuse, and then we had a drive from Syracuse to Ithaca in this incredible blizzard in my car. And I was like, you can drive and I will sit there, but whatever happens, you're paying for it, and I'm not helping. Because <laughs> I would like to stay here in Syracuse. And he was hell-bent on getting there. And we did get wi wiped out, like we got whited out or whatever. We ran off the road. A tow truck had to come and save us, like total whiteout conditions. We eventually made it there. And I wasn't really like a super close friend of his, so I never really... I don't, I don't think I knew or cared what happened to the two of them after that. I just found her on Facebook, and she's married to him. Holy shit. Wow. There you go, Daly. <laughs> Unbelievable. Is that crazy? True love triumphs. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Showed you. Showed me. I was wrong. <laughs> David? <laughs> yeah? How are you? I just thought I'd call and check in, see how you're doing. I'm doing... I miss you, honey. All right. Is the surgery still scheduled for tomorrow? Yeah, the, every all the doctors have been really nice, and they're making me feel... Come back to the hot tub. What was that? That's Roger. Who's Roger? Just a guy I'm hanging out with. I mean, you're not here. S sweetie, I'm at the Mayo Clinic. I don't really have a... This is the only place that can treat this kind of lymphoma. I know that, I know. Who's Roger? He's Who's just this a guy, guy you're hanging out with? It's just a guy. Last one in the hot tub has to get naked. He's a jewelry designer. Did I just hear last one in the hot tub has to get naked? Yeah, we're just hanging out. Are you fucking some guy? Not yet, but how long is this surgery going to take? 
you know it's going to take till the end of the week. I don't have any choice over this. What am I? What am I supposed to do? Just rattle around the house like some old spinster for a week? Yeah, we're only engaged. We're not married yet. Honey, I do not know who this Roger is, but it's 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 pissing me off, especially since I'm you, in this condition. He's a jewelry designer. I met him at spin class, and we're just hanging out. Why does the fact he's a jewelry designer make this better for me? Bring me another MGD, would you, baby doll? Is he getting into my MGD stash? Yeah, <laughs> that's my Michelob Gold. Yeah, is that what that is? Look. God damn it! Look. We were saving that for a special occasion. The you, gold stuff. You were the one who abandoned me, and this is... I didn't abandon you. I am at a special place to get surgery. Whatever, semantics. Look, all I know is... What do I it's, have? It's what only have? one month till my birthday, okay? So it's practically my birthday, and I just want to have some fun. And you're not here to have fun with. Hey, so look, I'm at Roger look what I can do with my tongue. Oh, wow. He can do a crazy thing with his tongue. What's he doing with his tongue? It's crazy. Better not be anywhere near you. Not yet. Not yet. Do you even know what uh, what sickness I have? Why I'm here? You haven't asked me once about that. I asked, the, I asked you if the surgery was still happening tomorrow. What's the, my sickness? It is something with your body. Every sickness is something with your body. What is my sickness that I've had for two years? I don't know. Top half? Is it a top half problem? It's it's inside my bones. It's inside my bone marrow. Your remember, bones. Remember we discussed that? The drilling process? It's called Waldenstrom lymphoma. So let me get this straight. You uh, asked the nurse to ask me to uh, hurry up and cure you? Look, dude. Doctor... Please. All right, dude, doctor. Oh. I I have this chick who's... I'm going to be honest with you. Since you're a doctor, you can't tell anyone this stuff, right? Doctor-patient confidentiality, absolutely. She is way out of my league. She has a rockin' body like uh -huh. I've never been with before. Wow, okay. And she is with some jewelry designer or something and with some crazy tongue act. I got to get back or I'm going to lose this girl. You you have very, this is a very serious condition that you have. I know, so the sooner we get it done Dr. with Webster and over with. Dr. Webster to surgery, Dr. Webster to surgery. Oh, well, listen, that's me. I have to go to surgery. Uh... Yeah, what about me? Well, we uh, Doctor Webster to surgery. Huh? Now I call it, dude. Well, no, Doctor Webster to surgery, dude. What? <laughs> Why can they call you, dude, and I can't? <laughs> because there's just a protocol. I know them a little bit better. <laughs> well, dude. The second time I'm called to surgery, dude, they, they up it to dude. Uh, Doctor Webster, Mister Webster to surgery. Does that? Nope. That you can't do it. It doesn't work that way. You don't have access to the public address system. Anyway, I have a patient who was prepped for surgery. I need to get there and do that. Look, I'm prepping. Look, see? Yeah. See? Just clean that off. We need a, we there need it a, is. a suitable right in there. bone marrow donor for you. You understand it. That that process takes a while. We have to make sure that, you, that you, your body can uh, handle. It can the, check. I'm not. I'm just not sure about that. It's just going to take a little while. Listen, what are... Here's the other hand. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen... If you take all the way till Friday to give me surgery and I get back and my girl is gone, then what, what are you going to do for me, Doc? 
uh, I, I, I still will feel good for, because, for having saved your life in that scenario. What kind of life? What kind of life? I'll tell you what. Am I left with? Why don't I talk? Why don't I talk to your girlfriend? Fine. Doctor Webster, forget surgery. What? Why? The patient's dead. I don't know how they heard me. <laughs> so you're David's doctor? Yes. Hello, I'm Doctor Webster. How are you? I'm doing great. Oh, good. Listen, uh, <clears throat> Dave. Hey, hey, look at this. Is it is it a tongue or is it a fleshy eye patch? That's extraordinary. I hope you don't mind. I brought Ro- Ronald and Roger. Seen- We're just hanging out this week. I, did you alter your tongue in any way to allow it to go up there to your eye like that? Never no, seen- sir. Wow. Okay. Well, good for you. Anyway, um, your uh, boyfriend, fiance, whomever? Yeah, fiance. Okay. Yes, uh, he's very, very distressed, and I'm afraid it's having a, uh, a negative impact on his uh, on how he's coming along and getting ready for surgery. I, I just think uh, you can do a lot to help his mental state, which is very important by... Uh, just uh, being more supportive and uh, maybe spending a little less time with um, with other men. What do you do for fun? For fun? Well, I do uh, windsurfing. I'm heavily into that. Oh, I've always wanted to learn how to windsurf. Oh, really? Well, it's very easy. I think actually. I would look super cute on the board. <laughs> I won't dispute that. It's very easy to learn. Is to my windsurf. stomach flat enough to windsurf? It certainly is. Yes. My goodness. That's, ring, uh, ring. Hello. Hey, where are you? You're I'm supposed ha- to pick me up at the airport. Where are you? I'm windsurfing. With who? Your doctor. D- do do Dr. Webster? Yeah, Dr. Webster is teaching me how to windsurf. You he- think you can drink an MGD and windsurf at the same time? You know I can! <laughs> <laughs> he has. He's teaching me to windsurf. He has to stand behind me. And for some reason, the that e- is a trick. The easiest Anytime way. Anytime someone teaches you where they have to stand behind you, that is a trick. No, he's That's an old male trick. He stabilizes my body by holding my breasts. Oh no! And we are just hanging out and learning how to windsurf. Can't trust even my own doctor. How was the upper half body surgery? What did you learn this week? I watched a uh, TED talk. Uh, you know, the TED conference, just little short 15-minute talks on topics. There's no, a, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's a great website, uh, TED.com, uh, but it's just like 15-minute talks on various things, you know, scientific, social. Smart people. Smart people. Uh, but there's this kind of like renegade paleontologist <laughs> named Jack Horner. Uh, <laughs> Jack Horner? Yeah. From the corner? Uh, I, may, I think his last name's Horner. I may be getting his first name wrong. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> he had a couple talks. One was he... He had a plum on his thumb the whole yeah. time. <laughs> that is a renegade. Uh, but he had one talk where he like got rid of all these dinosaurs uh, that we thought were separate, and it's just like juvenile and adult stages. Kind of interesting. It's just mm-hmm. like there are less dinosaurs species than we thought just because we're categorizing old ones as a different species. Uh, so we've... there's. Just different sizes of the same dinosaur that we've declared to be yeah. different types of dinosaurs. And like the Triceratops over, as it ages, like holes form in that shell and like the ridge line changes. And he's just saying like, these aren't, these distinctions that we were saying separate species are just aging. Uh, so that that was his first talk. It was pretty cool. But the second talk was the one I recently watched where he's, uh, they they try to do the Jurassic Park thing of extracting DNA. And, you know, got the freshest samples, like took a DNA truck out to the field and like tried to do it 
as best they could, and it's just not going to happen with current technology. So now he's got a separate project started where they're trying to turn on recessive genes in chickens to, like, back-evolve it to uh, to a dinosaur-like state, like mm-hmm. giving it claws and giving it bringing the tail back, just like humans still have the genes for tails occasionally. Is the baby. chicken the closest living animal to the dinosaur? Birds yeah. are... Yeah, they're direct descendants. Uh, but specifically, the chicken. <laughs> I, part of me thinks the, the chicken is just uh, chicken is just like the the, uh, the funniest example. Uh-huh. But maybe we know because we we breed them. Maybe we know more about chicken genetics than mm. other animals. Yeah. Maybe they're well studied. So how does de-evolution help us? Well, the the idea is it's basically the end goal of project. The end goal of the project is just to make. Jurassic like as, as close to a dinosaur as you can with a chicken as a starting point. Uh, <laughs> By reverse engineering the chicken. Yeah. Uh, which is fantastic. Dinosaur chicken chicken. <laughs> Alright. What, what, what are you kids doing with the new dog back here? Nothing. What have you done with the garage? What's happening back here? Nothing. It's a lab, Dad. It looks like you've set up a lab. Mm-hmm. Are you making some kind of drug or something? ha <laughs> No. We're trying to back-evolve the dog. Back-evolve the dog? Yeah. Okay, since I know you're super smart kids, what do you mean by that? Well, we're all descended from one animal, ultimately. If you read evolution theory... so what, Some fish that crawled out of... Right, so what we're trying to do is take the dog back through the stages of evolution until ultimately it becomes a water-breathing animal. Like a fish. Why Why didn't I just get you a fish and then we don't ruin my garage back here? Look, we've already made great progress. We took the dog back to a wolf. We took a wolf back to the, like this indiscriminate mammal form. Cool as shit. <laughs> Let me see it. Is it still that form? No, we went way past the indiscriminate mammal. In just a morning? Yeah. We're doing some crazy stuff, Dad. All right, what is it now then? Uh, Right now it's a... Uh, it's aquatic. Uh, we're not quite sure what... Semi-aquatic. Semi-aquatic. We're trying to b- take it back all the way to a single-celled <laughs> origin of life. What the fuck? What? You guys ripped open the waterbed? Is that where it's at? Yeah. We needed a water source, and so oh we moved the waterbed down here. There it is. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it has, like, furry scales and... We haven't been able to back evolve all the dog traits out of it. It's still furry. Still, every form is loved to fetch. Like that. That is hardwired, man. We cannot get rid of it. Here, let me try. Pick up this wrench. Here you go, boy. No, it's sad watching it fetch. Though, looks like it's really struggling with that wrench. I don't know, kids. Are you sure? I know you've learned something here, but are you sure this is what you want to have as your pet? If we could get it down to a single cell, just think of how well Mrs. Creeley will treat us in science class. <laughs> That's your concern with your pet? You should want to have fun and have something you can cuddle with and we play with. We want to get with. good grades in and science. And amoeba is what you want? Yeah. We want to hack the dog, Dad. That's why we wanted a dog in the first place. Once we get, a, get it back to single cell... I'd love to do like a parallel of evolution thing and try to bring it back up to something similar to super, a dog. Super dog. Super dog. Why like you... if dogs had been the dominant species. 
Like homeo caninus. Like Planet of the Apes, but with dogs. I got it. Now, why didn't you start there? Like That's Planet in- of the Dogs. Yeah, yeah, it's implied. Now, why didn't you start there and go forward instead of going backwards first? Why not try to make... What's it doing? Are you feeding it? It's hitting the next phase. Oh, my God, it's It's eating the the garbanzo beans. Dogs hate that. Oh, Jesus. I hope this isn't... Hello? Uh, Yes, hello. My name is Father Birmingham. Hello, Father. Uh, Some of your neighbors have uh, complained that uh, they they think there might be a a demon here of some sort. That's absurd. Oh, there is no... Lord, no demons live here. This is the domain of science. (laughs) Surely we are completely rational here. (laughs) Surely that beast... Come on in, Father. You've seen too much. I click latch. You can't hold the priest against his will. Can't I? No, I don't think so. We're atheist. Look what you've done here. Sick kids, does this thing attack? We don't know if he still has his training. Attack! Attack! Attack, boy! The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! Oh my god! Oh my god, it's singing! The priest. What's it doing? That was very tonal! I think we've made. What is a tune? It's so familiar, I almost. Here, write it down. Something I feel like I hear it at weddings a lot. What is that song? Is that Paco Bell's Cabin? <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you, Sean, Chad, Andrew. Can you please tell me where they can find you online, Sean? Uh, yeah, you can find me at thelongshotpodcast.com. Great. Chad? Uh, at Mr. Chad Carter on Twitter. Nice, Mr. Daly. At TV's Andy Daly, also on Twitter. Perfect, and we want to thank all the Twitters who gave us suggestions today. Thank you. PMPPK gave us linoleum. Let's see here. Co Corbina Smith gave us digging. Uh, Ian Douglas Terry gave us horses. Let's see. Eurythmic was supplied by Carlin Adelson. Nice. Uh, did I pronounce that right? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Buddy Redman uh, gave us hubris. And I think that's all the ones we use. So that's what we'll be doing is taking suggestions at Matt Besser every once in a while and uh, when we record these and going off of that. And also... Talking about what's on your mind more specifically, not just a random word, but what you're thinking about lately, whether it's in your own life or this world in general. What's bothering you? Yeah, that's a good one. What's bothering you? So we'll have all sorts of different ways to get into the improv. Until then... This has been Matt Bess's Improv for Humans. Music by Dragoon. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed the first episode of Improv for Humans. Please tell people about it. Get on at Matt Besser. Give me some suggestions on Twitter. And don't forget to go to iTunes, Airwolf.com, and subscribe so you can get episode 2, 3, through 100 as they're made. The next release is 
Thursday, November 17th. Thanks for listening, everybody. Remember, improv is for humans. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. EarwolfRadio.com The Wolf Dead. Dale, y'all! This is Tony Rodriguez. This is Carlos Santos. This is Riza Licea. And this is Oscar Montoya. When our powers combine, we are Spanish Aquí Presents. We have a brand new podcast here on Earwolf, bringing you the best of the best of lo mejor of the Latinx comedy. Join us every Tuesday as we chat about what's going on in our lives, Latinx culture, and ¿qué es lo que? Lo que nos está picando. Lo que te pica. Don't worry, we'll tell you what that means if you listen. We'll also be joined by a new guest every single week. We'll get to know a little bit more about their lives. Every single week. Uh-huh. And then we'll make them sit back and watch us improvise their lives right back to them. Improvisation. <laughs> Spanish Aki Presents premieres July 16th. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Oh, donde sea. Spanish Aki Presents. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.